I also wanted to address how uh, Jordan Clarkson made his little uh, recipe video. Did you watch it? I haven't watched the grilled cheese one. It's a grilled cheese, and he uses Kraft singles. <laughs> no, he does not. Ah! <laughs> Should that be our social media post of the week, and you can roast him? Yeah, a little piece of me died <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, what in the hell oh is this gosh. trash? <laughs> For real. I mean, he makes millions of dollars. He can afford good cheese. Yeah, and I think it was at the facility, like at the basketball facility, because Donovan shows up, and he's like, oh, really? mm, that looks really good. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Get some good cheese, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson and his craft singles. I, how do you feel about his braids? I'm kind of like, oh. wow, those grew really fast. <laughs> yeah, they did. He is he is just having a blast. I saw him like shotgunning the beer. Yeah, him and Royce. And Royce was in the little tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Donovan posted a video from a different angle and he was in his own little tub, I think. And I was like, that's oh. cute that they all have their own little <laughs> ice baths that they like chill in. <laughs> <laughs> these blow up tubs hilarious to me the bubble is hilarious <laughs> hey everyone it's McCoy hi guys it's Emily yeah, we're the Jazzy Gals, and we're back for another episode. We're so excited for the NBA to return in two weeks. Woohoo! Two weeks! So soon! Two weeks! We're so excited, and <laughs> we haven't talked for a while, so we're excited to be back together virtually to, yes. uh, to talk about the return of the NBA. Yeah, and actually have NBA content to talk about that's not just like swirling rumors. <laughs> That hurt my heart. <laughs> Man, what a wild... I, I can't... I think about back when we were planning to go to the Lakers game together mm-hmm. and the, yeah. then the Pelicans game and that yes. week and how excited and just how I had no worries about anything happening, um, <laughs> even though the rumors were out there. And then yeah. it just all hit. And like, I, I look... That feels like years ago. <laughs> years. <laughs> but, but, years. Yeah, I can't believe we're finally here. I was so excited to see Derek Favors that Friday. And then all of a sudden it was ripped away from me viciously. (laughs) But yeah, I have, I've mourned that loss and I've moved past it. And yeah, it feels like an eon. An eon. uh, Yeah. And now we'll get to restart with Derek. Yes, we do. I love him. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't he like that birthday tweet you sent? He did. And my heart was just so pitter-pattery when I saw it. And I I know it's so silly because it's like, whatever. It's just a, like a liked tweet. But he, like, saw my profile and read my – he saw that I expressed my love for him. And that's what I feel most happy about. <laughs> it's like, he knows that I love him. And that is important to me. And so I just – he probably also thinks I'm a crazy psycho person, <laughs> which is maybe not for the best. But it's okay. <laughs> It was, like, exciting. So, yeah, I'm excited to see them play the Pelicans again. Um, So, yeah, anyways. Every team is there. Um, They've only had two people in the bubble test positive, correct, since Uh, getting there? 
I believe you. I do not know the information about that. <laughs> but that sounds I think, reasonable. I think that's what I saw last. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook came out and said that he has it. So he will be joining the team when he's cleared. Right. I saw a picture of that has Rudy and Donovan in it. <gasps> I saw that, too. And they're laughing. And it, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Jordan Clarkson's in it, right? It's like Rudy's yes. back and Donovan's uh-huh. in the doorway. Yeah. I had the same thought, McCoy. I was like looking at it and I was like, ah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I mean, I it's so ridiculous that I'm reading into everything so much, but like, I just am. I'm invested and there's nothing else to be invested in. So, Ugh. dude, seriously. Unhealthy. But I'm digging that uh, stars, um, that throwback stars. Yes. Shirt that Donovan has on or hoodie. Yeah, I read that it's like an actual, like, current salt lake city stars like merchandise and it's not available for sale yet but i hope that it is yeah there was a ksl article today that was like it's not actually like a stars throwback but it kind of is because it's a throwback jersey for the for the salt lake city stars instead of like the jazz i don't know it was kind of weird interesting it i did the one part of that um article that i did think was super interesting was they said that Quinn Snyder was the one who was like, we got to support the G League. So he made sure that, the, I don't know if he designed it or if he just made sure that there was gear like that available for them. But mm. I just like thought that was kind of cool of Coach Snyder, you know, as an alumni, alumnus, I guess, of the G League. But as, I mean, yeah. as a coach. So I am very excited. I feel like the Jazz social team has done a really good job of like, showing us stuff and I um like I'm appreciative that there's like more interviews happening so we're getting more like sound bites and all sorts of stuff and yeah just comforting to see them all practicing again that video of uh Jordan Clarkson defending Royce and then like Donovan playing like referee made me laugh so hard I watched it like four times oh yeah that was hilarious so, so good so and I just, I don't know. I just, like, I just want to be a fly on the wall in practice, McCoy. Like, I just want to be there for all of it. <laughs> I know. I want to go to the bubble so bad. Same. How do we get invited? I guess we have to have yeah. a giant ass a good rack. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make you blush, McCoy? <laughs> no, that just hit me really funny. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was, there was a, I, I'm sure whoever listens to our podcast knows that there was a groupie, I, I, that's what I keep calling her, I don't know if she's a groupie, there was a that's woman <laughs> who tweeted about being, she's like, I've already been invited to the bubble, like no way the NBA yeah. doesn't get shut down or something, and then someone, yeah. it was Mo, Mo Bamba, Bamba. Yeah. tweeted it and was like, Spida, or yeah, Spida Mitchell already be wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> and then she replies and says, I wish it was him. <laughs> I thought that whole exchange was hilarious. And then the dude who actually invited her was like mad that she wanted it to be Donovan. What do you oh, mean you man. wish it was Donovan? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't deny Donovan. If Donovan invited me to the bubble and I knew it would put the whole season at risk, I'd probably do it. Which, I don't know. That probably says more about me <laughs> than it does about anybody else. <laughs> it does about him, I guess. But... Oh, that's funny. I it that bubble, man. That looks. I know what they're. 
a lot of them are missing their families and yes. they are sacrificing to be there but it looks like a lot of fun it does i actually think i mean after the initial like complaining about the rooms and complaining about the food i've actually feel like most of them are like trying to make the most of it and like have a good time and i'm sure like this is like week two and I'm sure their feelings will be a lot different like week eight, but at least at that point they'll have competition and games to keep them distracted and keep them, well, maybe not distracted, but keep them engaged um, and busy. But for the most part, like I feel like everyone's been, I don't know, just like, like you said, all the content has been so fun and so funny. And like, I'm obsessed with the Mavericks right now. I'm just like, Oh man, that Luka Doncic, don't why can't I ever say it? Luca Doncic. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yes, Doncic. Okay, thanks. <laughs> He's just so freaking adorable. Ugh. And so I just I loved him and Boban and anyways. And I love Tobias Harris being like jealous about Luca and Boban's relationship. <laughs> Have you seen his tweets? They make me laugh every time. Like one was like, Oh, now you're just doing it to be mean to me. And I'm just like, this is so funny. So this would make that. like a great this would make like a great sitcom, like a TV show. Yes. I would yes. watch it. And oh, I think the man. intro should be um Boban and, and Luca doing their little in little Disney ears. I just love Luca when Boban's making that face, he's like, change your face. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Oh, oh they're man. cute. Yeah, so, oh, it's so fun. And it's also really fun to, like, I mean, there's mostly photos, but there's been a few videos of them, like, playing actual basketball. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited. I know. It looks so good. And, like, I was watching the, yeah. they played the Houston game again, the one where um, Yo Man, Boyan, Boyan. Had, the, had that game winner. And yeah. I was like, do I even remember how to watch jazz basketball? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I remember like uh, talking to the TV. I just got, I got to get back in my, in my jazz basketball watching group. shape. Yeah. No, I. That's hilarious because literally yesterday I was like, what am I gonna wear for this first game? Is it unreasonable to wear all of my jazz gear on one night? I'm like, do I wear like a, a you like, do I wear my cool shoes with a jersey and a jacket and the socks and the earrings? Like, do I, do I dare go all out? <laughs> I just, I feel like I need a. I feel like they're dusty and I need to like just get them back, you know, into game shape. My my jazz gear, which is so ridiculous. But seriously. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what else has been happening in Jazzland. Oh yeah, we were gonna talk about so Rudy had that article. Well, I guess was it Mick it was what's his name? Tim Man, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. He had that great article with Rudy. Um, where Rudy was super vulnerable and I think he took a lot of accountability and I think he was humble and I feel like he was really open and um, it was just so refreshing to me and it made me like feel like it just humanized him and like helped me connect to him more because it's like I think everyone has felt like oh yeah I'm annoying in this way sorry And it's like, but being able to admit that in front of millions of people is just, I feel like he's growing as a person and I'm just so proud of him. And so, I don't know, what did you, what were your thoughts on that article? Yeah, I totally agree. It was really, I I posted this on Twitter. I said a lot of interesting things in this article and I had a few people reply, like, didn't say anything I didn't already know. And I'm like, "I, I don't know. Like, I thought it was to actually hear Rudy give quotes that 
yeah. that deep and that, like you said, vulnerable was really interesting to me yeah. and stuff that I, I didn't even really, it kind of, yeah, it kind of painted Rudy in a different light. Yeah. Because he's always like, he is intensely and fiercely competitive and we all know that he cares about stats and we all know that he cares about like recognition and accolades, uh-huh. but like to connect to see what motivates that, but then also connect that to like how it could be maybe a negative, have a negative influence on his teammates. It's like what drives Rudy and what makes him so great, but it also has a negative impact on his teammates and like him acknowledging that and then like trying to work through how to balance that. Like, I just feel like that's such a, a normal person thing. Like to have something that you think is a good thing, but have it negatively impact someone. And then you have to figure out how to keep it still a good thing for you without having it negatively hurt the people around you. And so I just thought that was good, but I do. Isn't that the article where he was like, I reached out to Donovan on, like I texted him and I, in, I DM'd him on Instagram and no response. Like, I feel like that was brand new information in that. Article. I did too. Yeah. I, I think that was that at least I hadn't either. And it was interesting that he was like, they're like we're gonna have team meetings he's like no like you gotta I gotta talk this out with Donovan before we're just pretending everything's okay on a zoom call yes yes (laughs) no I think that that is I think that that's true and I just I do think that shows like a I don't want it's not a Rudy versus Donovan thing but I do feel like that shows a little bit of Rudy's maturity over maybe Donovan's and like Donovan is very mature but like that, like ignoring text messages and things like that, like that feels very high school to me. Like I remember doing that and like showing up at a party and like giving someone the cold shoulder when it's like mm-hmm. you like go through college or you get older and you're like, you know what? It's more fun to like go to that party and like have a positive interaction. So I'm going to have a conversation with them beforehand so that we don't have to like fake it till we make it or we don't have to like avoid each other. And like, it's still kind of awkward when you see each other in person the first time after you have a hard conversation, but like at least you've cleared the air and it's not like this unsure footing. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I can remember parts, times in my life when I would have, you know, not cleared the air out of like stubbornness. And now I think I would never do that. And my life is so much better for that. And so yeah, hopefully that, hopefully the lines of communication can stay open. So I guess I didn't realize just like how, and I'm sure he said that his issues before the diet or before being diagnosed with COVID-19 or testing positive for COVID-19 didn't affect how he felt after. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I feel like it, if to be that angry and I guess at the time it was so new and like, I think even yeah. Rudy said, you know, like he was like, everyone's, I, no one knows what's going on and it's scary. And yeah. So I just, I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize how upset he was. I was, maybe I was right. just wishful thinking, like hoping that it wasn't that bad. But now that I like, I looked at the, someone tweeted his stats of Rudy assisting Donovan or Donovan assisting Rudy mm-hmm. on lobs. And yeah. it was a lot lower than I thought it was. And and just, I guess in hindsight, you're like, oh yeah, I guess something is there going on. There was tension on. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think... I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's naive. I can see how Donovan like wants, wants to, and maybe could separate the two. But I feel like if you're already annoyed with someone about something, it's easier. Like you're going to be less patient when something else happens. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see how 
he would say they didn't play into each other, but like he was already at some level of tension with Rudy and it just got exacerbated by kind of an outside force. And so, but anyways, Oh man. (sighs) Well, I'm intrigued to see what happens when they come back that, what are you most excited for jazz wise about the return to play or most looking forward to? Yeah, I think that's going to be it is seeing how their relationship is on the court. Like if they really have, um, I guess they've done workouts together and okay. they're trying to get that cleaned up. So good. I just want to see if it worked <laughs> or if it works. Yeah. So yeah. also I am excited to see if the Memphis Mike returns. Yes. Yes. So much hype around that right now. Everyone's saying that he looks more comfortable. He looks stronger. He looks more himself. And it's just like, I want to believe it so desperately. And I, I mean, that video that the NBA posted of him, like, doing all those, like, fun trick shot, like, turnaround jumpers, I was kind of like, he does look more easy breezy right now than I have seen. And so I'm hopeful, but, I mean, his wife's also going to have a baby. Like, he's going to have legitimate, re- like, distractions while we're here. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. I kind of feel bad for them because – I bet you anything they like plan to have this baby when like in between seasons so that he can be there for her. And now it's like, jokes on you. Now he's gone in a bubble, but like cannot see you. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I feel bad for them. (laughs) But and then Renee's pregnant too, which I'm very excited about. I know a little baby boy. Oh, another Ingalls. Renee and the kids, more kids. <laughs> I feel like they're getting lucky with all this because she's due in November. And yeah. so it's like he's going to be in off season when normally he would be in season. And so yeah. I feel like they're kind of, yeah, but I'm excited for, for them to add another little ingle. So they'll have the thringles instead of the twingles. <laughs> what about you? What are you most excited for? Um, yeah, I think Memphis Mike and then just seeing how they adapt to like not having boy on like what like, I think Joe's going to be the one who takes the starting spot. I think that's going to be the change. But just kind of seeing what they actually go with what the rotations end up being, who ends up getting more minutes who gets more touches, like George Niang, I think is going to be pretty key. And he's been I feel like he has slimmed down during quarantine. I feel like he's been working hard. He looks good. So um and I heard, I, I read something the other day about Tony Bradley also like maybe being a wild card potential contributor hmm. um, during the bubble, like based on his development. And so I, I don't know. I just, I'm excited. Well, maybe I'm hopeful that someone will step up. I'm excited to see who that might be. Um, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, maybe no one does and we're disappointed, but um I, I'm just kind of, I'm invested in that to see who kind of can be our, our fed, our Fred Van Vliet, you know, like he kind of stepped up for the Raptors in the playoffs and was a huge contributor for them on their championship run. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see what George said today um, on the media call? Um. Oh, I saw something. Oh, about how coach, he was kicking everybody too much so coach made him sit out yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes even though he rolled his ankle yeah he's, so, yeah, he's like he's so well funny. i just it was a precaution also coach said i was kicking too much 
So I had to sit out. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, which is hilarious. Like now knowing, cause was it on Ingle's podcast or his podcast when he talks about the first time he met Quinn Snyder and he was like, sup bro. And coach was like, watch yourself. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, wow, George is brave to like joke again <laughs> with, with coach after like, I'm sure that they, you know, they have been, they have much longer relationship now. And so it's probably like less chill, but I mean, more chill, but it just made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> I know they're so funny. We we have just our team is just a has just a great charisma about them, and yes. I just love them. Do you ever wonder, McCoy, if like because I I mean I will be the first to admit that like I'm a jazz homer, and it's like I know very I I mean what I know about every other team pales in comparison to the Jazz, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, do you ever wonder about like? fans from other teams like like are there Lakers fans who feel this way about the Lakers because to me I'm like there's like the Lakers aren't as likable or like <laughs> or I'm or the Rockets clearly aren't as likable or the or the Thunder and like I look at other teams like I see the Mavericks or I see the Trailblazers or I see the Bucks and I'm like those teams are likable like I can see it but like are there Lakers fans who feel the way about the Lakers that we do about the Jazz like that's hard for me to compute you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, I have actually. I'm like, is it fun to cheer? Like, I know they win. Like, that's great and all, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, are they, are they awesome like our team? No. Yeah. But... Do you care about their wives <laughs> being pregnant? Do you... <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just it's an... and maybe that is like a function. I mean, a Laker fan would probably come to me and say, "Well, we win rings, so we don't have to worry about that." And I would just say, "You, yeah." <laughs> so, but I don't know. I feel like the investment in the players is like one of my like one of the fun funnest favoriteest parts. So, just kind of interesting. Yeah. So, agreed. Speaking of like knowing their their personalities, yes, that's what that's what we're gonna talk about, right? Yes, we are gonna talk about the enneagram today. So this is like my favorite personality test I have ever taken, for a lot of reasons. One, it was like really simple, and I feel like it nailed me on the head. And so I was telling McCoy a couple months ago, I was like, "You should take this test, and we should talk about it on the podcast." And then like that idea kind of got cast, not it just kind of got lost in the shuffle, and then like. Last week, McCoy posted her Enneagram on Twitter, and I was like, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's so fun. So I just saw it pop up on my social media feed and decided to take the quiz, and then I was curious about what my Twitter friends um, would get. And uh, it turned out pretty pretty interesting. Also, I took a test online, and I'm sure you can find a test anywhere. But yes. I took the one online, and then you told me about another test. So we kind of did an experiment to see if we get the same thing. Yes. And spoiler alert, she did. <laughs> so, and I think that's, so I took, okay, okay, let's rewind. I will talk about the Enneagram. So the Enneagram yeah. is like a personality test, and the outcome is, like, there's numbers one through nine. And then each of those kind of has, like, a moniker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <sorry>. a moniker. <laughs> Each one kind of has a moniker. Like there's the challenger or the individualist or the enthusiast or the helper or there's like nine different options. And so when I first took it, literally it was there were t- two groups of three statements each. And so you just picked in the first group you picked the statement that resonated with you most and in the second group you picked 
the statement that resonated with you most. And the combination of those two statements put you in one of those nine groups. And um, I feel, so that's the test that I took maybe like a year and a half ago. And it put me in the two category, which is called the helper. And as I like have read through about like about the characteristics of the helper, I was like, I literally learned things about myself that I had never like been able to articulate or understand fully um, by like reading about this personality test. Like it was literally, like it was basically a spiritual experience (laughs) for me, (laughs) like the Enneagram, which is so ridiculous, but it's true. And so I thought that was interesting. And then, so when you posted your test with the link, I was like, well, I'm going to go take it and see what happens. So I took the, I don't know, maybe it was like a 60 question test. I can't remember, maybe even longer than that. And I still ended up as a two. And so I just like, as a, as a statistician, like coming up with instruments, it's so fascinating to me that those two groups of six statements, like is enough to like, like nail me down as a human being. Like, I just thought that was so fascinating. And so you did it last night with those statements. Like, Uh how did, how did you, like, how do you feel about the experience of like taking the, you know, the long question test versus looking at the statements? Yeah, it was really interesting because I, I, I don't know, the questions are, it's just so, like you said, it's so fascinating that just two questions can get the same answer as the 60 yeah, <laughs> question right? test. Right. But um, I think I liked that one. The, actually, the two question one made me think more. Okay. Because, you know, they're, they're more detailed. You had to pick two statements, basically, that are, that are a little more detailed. And then, like, I saw myself in a few of the different ones. So trying to pin, pick the one that feels best representative of me. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was really interesting that you could get the same the same number yeah <laughs> with Maybe, both tests so yeah the statements are a little bit long and so we'll post pictures of them when we share this episode but if you want to like do a quick version of the enneagram to see where you're at and just like see if that resonates with you w- that will be on our twitter when we post like probably below the link to this actual podcast so um you guys can check back for that but yeah it's just so interesting so okay the other part of the enneagram that's interesting is you usually have a wing number. So you are primarily a two with a wing of whatever other number you exhibit a lot of characteristics of. So I'm an Enneagram two with a wing seven and McCoy is an Enneagram seven with a wing two. And we decided that's probably why we get along so well because <laughs> we're the same person, but with more complimentary dominant personalities. <laughs> so but yeah, how about you walk us through your Enneagram, McCoy? What sure. things you felt resonated with you about a seven? And maybe just summarize briefly what qualities there are about a seven. So the seven, type seven, the enthusiast. So it says, please don't forget to include me, criticize me harshly, and dismiss my pain. And those three are like spot on. Okay. Because I've I've always had a problem with like, feeling bad about not being included (laughs) okay so and I think that's been just um even more so with the development of social media I I can't imagine Mm -hmm. having social media in high school oh my gosh but like yeah feeling left out is is definitely something I struggle with and and comparison for sure but um criticism is hard for me I I take things very seriously 
um, I am very sensitive. Remember that one time you told me that story about how you sent a, like someone criticized, criticized some work you had done and then you sent like a really harsh email back. Maybe you should tell that story as an example of how you don't handle criticism well. <laughs> yeah, this this poor guy. He was in, he was being mean anyway, but um. yeah, he was being a douche. So McCoy was totally justified, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So with work in hindsight, it probably was a little over uh, overreaction, but uh. <laughs> it's so funny, McCoy, because you are so sweet, and I don't think anybody, like on Twitter or anyone who knows you, would like would ever peg you to do something like this. And that's why I think it's so funny. <laughs> so anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I had asked someone because I, I work for Intermountain Healthcare and I work for the, the whole system. So I work, I do work at every hospital. So I live in St. George. So I needed some help with a project up North. So I asked the manager at the communications manager at one of the Northern hospitals, if he could help me. And it was happening the next day because it, it was all planned last minute anyway, because I was up there and the, there's just so much to it. But anyway, so it's kind of like, it was like, it was like a day notice to, and all I needed him to do was just be at a photo shoot. And I had everything else taken care of. You just have to have someone there to make sure everything goes okay. And um, so his little his little <laughs> helper <laughs> someone someone who works under him said oh yeah I can handle it no problem so I thought everything was fine and then like an hour later I get a message that's like um how I mean, he didn't say um but <laughs> I mean I'm exaggerating <laughs> he was like the next time you need help you need to give us more of a notice like we're very busy and it was just very passive aggressive and so it made me too. so mad. Yeah. <laughs> condescending. And I was like, I was already stressed out. And so I wrote back, I was like, hi blank. I don't really appreciate passive aggressive emails. So I won't ask you to do anything for me ever again. Thanks McCoy. <laughs> wish we could send so good for you <laughs> but yeah so criticism is not something that McCoy loves so. <laughs> yeah that's very accurate <laughs> definitely very sensitive like I don't know even on Twitter like if I go through a breakup or if I get my feelings hurt or get rejected that's where I go and I talk about it and mm -hmm. take things take things way too personally and that's something I'm trying to work on. <laughs> but uh, some of the but positive that's kind things. Of the beauty. Well, sorry, before you move on to that, I think that's kind of the beauty of the Enneagram for me, at least, is it's like I realized this about myself. And now that I know it, I feel like I can like control my reaction to some of these negative things better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you maybe like you already knew that you didn't necessarily handle criticism well. But if you hadn't known that, like having that realization, you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. I don't handle criticism well. Maybe that's something I can focus on, like, re reining in when I need to, you know? Okay, so on to the yeah. positive parts of your Enneagram. Yeah, so the positive things, um, it says joyful, generous, optimistic, 
adventurous. So some of the things that that involves is things like nights out with friends, trying new things and spontaneous plans. Yes. I love that. And on this little thing, it says that you're the positive friend. And as someone who is your friend, I think that that is super true. And I just also want to validate how generous McCoy is. Like that is like one, one of the things I love about her most. And it's like, she is, there have been so many like surprise packages she sent me in our friendship. And it's just like, she doesn't even think twice about it. And so I just, when I read through this, when I saw you post it, I was like, that is McCoy. She is so generous and she is so optimistic and she does want to do fun things. And I just, it's all the reasons I loved you. So I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. That's like, it's kind of funny because this kind of ties in with my, my love language is gifts. Okay. So um, um, that's something that I like. That's just how I show that I care. So, and is that how you yeah. feel loved too? Is when people give you gifts? Yeah, which I, is okay. kind of selfish in a way. A vain no. maybe. <laughs> no, you can't but, control how you feel about stuff like that. It's fine. Yeah, it's not like I expect. It's not like an expectation thing. Yeah. I mean, a gift doesn't always have to be something physical. Like a gift could be like a surprise visit, or even just like yeah you know I I don't maybe that doesn't count but yeah it's just, it's probably like like the thoughtfulness or the thinking of you like doing something specifically yeah. for you yes or like yeah I someone get that. remembers something about me that like I didn't think they would like that yeah that's kind of makes me feel loved too okay I love that love it yeah so enough about me though let's let's talk <laughs> about let's talk about uh you you oh, the two okay yeah, I'm an Enneagram too. It's the title of that one is called The Helper. And um, I'm going to start with the positive thing. So, um, this is so the positive characteristics of a helper are nurturing, generous, sensitive, caring, loving. And things that I love are being appreciated, talking about feelings, and helping people out. And like that is me to a T. I mean, I think all of you know I love to talk about my feelings, and I'm also very. I feel like I'm like McCoy. I'm pretty open about it. Like, there's not very many topics that are off limits for me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, and I am, I am very sensitive, and that has its pros and its cons. I feel like I can be. I feel like I'm intuitive when it comes to other people, and I can sense when they are feeling a certain way. Um, but then also, I feel things really deeply, and. Like little things can hurt my feelings as well because I'm sensitive. And so, you know, pros and cons. And then the things that um, you're not supposed to do for a helper is reject their help, make me feel unwanted, and forget to care for me. And when I like was reading about the Enneagram too, that was like such a mind-blowing realization for me because I have like always even if I just like tell my friend who just had a baby, Hey, can I bring you dinner? And they say, Oh no, we're taken care of. That hurts my feelings. And I've never been able to like understand like why that is. And cause like it shouldn't, like they're letting me off the hook. Like it's not like they're trying to be mean. They're probably actually in their mind trying to be nice. But mm -hmm. when people reject my help, I think because I value being helpful so much, it feels like, oh, you don't need me. You don't value me. Like, ah, what am I supposed to do if I can't help you? And so having that like realization and understanding has helped me know how to react to that better and be like, you know what? 
just because I can't help them doesn't mean I can't be a good friend to them or doesn't mean I, d I don't provide value in their life. And I like don't get hung up on these little things as much. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I still love to be helpful. And I used to tell myself that I didn't want recognition for it. But part of being a two is you kind of ultimately do want the recognition and the credit. Like you mm -hmm. would never say it out loud, but deep down, like you want your friend to be like, oh my gosh, it's so nice. You brought me dinner. Thank you so much. And just saying that is like enough to satisfy you. Like they don't yeah. need to write a thank you, like a full on thank you card. They don't need to like do something excessive or over the top. Just like a simple thank you will suffice. Suffice. But if you don't get that thank you, or at least me, when I don't get that thank you, I like get kind of broody about it. I, I mean, I get over it eventually because they still let me help them. But mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, and that has also helped me real like remember to be to show gratitude when people do things for me because I know how I feel when people don't do stuff don't you know don't validate the helping that I provided them and so mm -hmm. anyways this could turn into a therapy session very quickly but <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my thing does that so you're a wing too do some of those things resonate with you as well as a wing too yeah, yeah. I was just kind of looking at your little graph. And it also says that you're the dream friend, which I can oh. is true. People <laughs> people are lucky to have Emily as a friend, that's for oh, sure. Yes. And yeah, like, yeah, definitely the dream friend. And um, <laughs> I can definitely see you in a lot of these traits. But uh, the things that I was looking at this, and there are a lot of similarities with Seven, which is interesting, like the whole, um, they're, both of them say generous. Mm -hmm. and um and caring i think yeah and caring so i know we kind of talked a little bit about this but do you see um this enneagram in your uh, personality traits in like your dating life oh such a good question mccoy <laughs> um i definitely do um i think that there i haven't looked into this much and maybe we should but like there are compatibilities between different enneagrams and i think that that would be interesting to look at um but yeah i definitely see this in my dating life in the sense especially as a woman um i think a lot of times men are the one who men who like are the ones who like to feel needed right but like i as a helper really like need that like i need my mm -hmm. partner to also need things from me and so that can kind of get tricky in dating when there are, I mean, and this is not a bad way to be, but there are men out there who just like want to provide hand and foot for someone mm -hmm. and like, they don't ever want to be taken care of. Like my friend Ruby is like that. Like he, like every once in a while, I'll be like, let me get dinner. And he's like very uh, aggressively against it. Cause like women should never pay for men or whatever. And I'm kind of like, so I'm like, I'm not compatible with people like that because mm -hmm. I will never have my like innate needs met if I'm not able to feel helpful and useful to them. So I feel like that's probably the most prominent way it shows up. But one of the don'ts on my list is forget to care for me. And so it's like, I want to, as much as I want to help people, I also want people to care about me and be mindful of, you know, my feelings and my situation. And so I think that that's another thing is like dudes who, like take a genuine interest in the things that I like and the things that I'm saying are the ones I'm most attracted to. And like people who are thoughtful um, are the, the guys that I'm most attracted to because um, I feel like they care for me. But what about you? How do you think that it shows itself in your dating and relationships? 
Yeah. So I think it's like the whole generous thing. Like I am, if I am dating someone, I want to show that off. Like that, like, this is how much I care for you. Like I, I don't know if this counts, but like, well, I don't know. Maybe it goes back into the whole gifts thing, but doing special things like, um, getting your favorite drink or your favorite candy or like, just like something special, your favorite, something of your favorite team, you know, something that we connected on and, you know, making it like, I guess just that thoughtfulness is plays a big role in my relationships. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that, and do you expect that in return or do you just like to give it? I don't necessarily expect it. I mean, it's always a plus if it happens, Um, but it's something that, yeah, yeah. And also like the whole, like trying new things and um, spontaneous friends or spontaneous plans. Like I don't like to date. I don't know if it's boring people, but people who don't really want to do things, you know, people who are fairly chill. Like I want to date someone who wants to go out and have fun and, go on a vacation and like maybe try something new like go out to a new restaurant like or just you know maybe that just positive and excited about life and yeah um, they're not just content to stay in and like watch a movie every weekend yeah and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that no but it's just I, I I find that the guys that I'm most attracted to are the guys who are just really excited about and enthusiastic about what's happening and what could happen. And yeah, um, I just, I like that kind of attitude yeah. and personality. No, I totally, as a wing seven, I totally agree with that. And I feel like that's true. Just even in my friendships, like I yeah. want to be friends with people who are going to be like, yeah, I'll go see that concert with you. Or yeah, I'll go to that jazz game with you. Or yeah, uh-huh. let's go camping. Like, I don't like there, there are plenty of times it's nice to just stay at home and sit on the couch. Like I need that recharge time too. But like, if I mm-hmm. did that every weekend, I would hate my life. And yeah. so, yeah, I just, I just gravitate towards people and particularly in relationships needing that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all very interesting. interesting. Yes. So, yeah, I want all of you Jazzy Gal listeners to go take the Enneagram and then return and report to me what you are. And if you feel like it resonated with you, that's the part I'm most interested in. Like, do you feel like it resonates with you? Because I feel like most people who have taken it feel like it's pretty spot on and I was telling McCoy this earlier but like there are like playlists on Spotify built for each Enneagram type and there are Instagram like accounts specifically like specifically for an Enneagram 7 or an Enneagram 2 to like give you questions to think about or give you insights into yourself or like how do you how would a 2 normally react in this situation and like I feel like those have been like almost like free therapy to me to like work through like kind of who I am and like I don't want to say like this is going to be everyone's experience, but for me, it has been like a really cool thing to just consider stuff. And I also feel like Uni Kim on Twitter, she's a two, and like I feel more connected to her knowing that, you know, and like knowing that it resonates with her. I'm like, oh, we're the same. Like I want to make sure I'm really careful with her feelings because I know exactly how she feels because that's how I feel. And so I I love talking about stuff like this. It's probably my the helper showing through like I love feelings <laughs> and so <laughs> we but, we both love feelings I think uh, that's and you know what our podcasts where we talk about our feelings usually do the best so <laughs> <laughs> other people um, like feelings too <laughs> yes I think everyone likes to feel like like that some that they're not alone that someone else has felt how they feel right 
I always exactly. find comfort when other people articulate stuff that I've felt before. So anyways, so should we move on to our social media post of the week? Let's move on. Social media Ma- post of the week. <laughs> I told McCoy that while the NBA bubble is going on, that we should rename this segment to Beauties of the Bubble because, like, all of the content out of the, out of the bubble is amazing. <laughs> There's so much great stuff. Well, this one, I don't think this one was in the bubble, but um, okay. this, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> the cooking segments are, I think they should be wrapping up. I think they've done almost every one. But okay. they they posted Jordan Clarkson's today, and it was a grilled cheese, which uh-huh. you know grilled cheese is fine, like okay, it's nothing too crazy. But he's making it with Texas toast, which is also okay. But yeah. then he pulls out a flipping craft singles cheese. <gasps> Oh man, McCoy, the cheese connoisseur over here is dying inside, dying. Oh, it was awful, and it was like it's the pre-packaged crap you just peel off and you can like throw it and it'll stick to the wall like <laughs> oh my gosh so he gross. had some pepper jack i don't know if that was what brand or what you know if it was good or bad i i'm just i'm so disappointed the texas toast came out of a box oh god you would think that like as an nba player that he would like you know that they would have him make something healthier <laughs> You know, less preservatives, less fake. I mean, <laughs> there can't well, be much worse to put in your body than Kraft Singles cheese. Yeah, it must have been just like a fluke or something. Because <laughs> I, once I saw that Kraft Singles come out, I was like, nope. excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Trash. Did he actually take a bite? Like, did he eat it? I think he did take a bite after he he grilled it it was Ugh. it's kind of funny like donovan shows up i think it was done in the at the jazz practice facility okay. but um yes i was just very disappointed in the cheese choice and you know utah jazz chef people or whoever stocks that kitchen come talk to me and i will take <laughs> you cheese shopping take you and, to your local Harmons. yeah we will get this taken care of immediately <laughs> yes for sure Oh, man, that is so funny. Have you seen any good uh, Beauties of the Bubble posts? Um, I did really love the video today of Royce O'Neal and Jordan Clarkson shotgunning beers. Um, just because Royce seemed to struggle with this, and so I felt bad for him. And then I just, like, loved that they all have their, like, own little individual ice bucket tubs that are, like, inflatable. I just think that's so funny. Because Jordan posted it on his story from, like, one perspective. But then Donovan also posted the same thing. And it's, like, he's probably in his own little tub, like, filming them shotgunning these beers while Royce is over in his. And I just, like, the thought of all these little inflatable tubs sitting around a pool so they can take their ice baths just, like, cracked me up. So, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And then also anything the Mavericks are doing. I already, I know we already talked about that, but anything the Mavericks are doing. <laughs> so big fan of that. Yeah. So we will hopefully be back soon. I think the next time we'll come back is uh, when we are ready to play the first game. So yeah, that'll be great. I miss yeah, you. We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a good time. So go jazz, go. And tell me about your Enneagrams, please, because literally I will talk to all of you about it until you're sick of it, because I won't get sick of it. (laughs) So (laughs) 
All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.